1: Good morning. It is April 20th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya and this is The Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Glam Craft. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, the beginning is always today by Mary Shelley. So, what are we drinking today? We are drinking sip spells Freezer Spell, which is a lemon meringue green tea. It is creamy and rich and sunny and oh, perfect for spring. And something uh, we are touching on this week is lemons. So, we talked about the history a little bit and the mythology of lemons, and we talked uh, a bit about its use in culinary, and today we're talking about the health benefits, so this comes to us from Healthline.com. Number one, lemon supports heart health. Lemons are a good source of vitamin C. Uh, it actually has 31 mgs of vitamin C, which is like 50% of the daily uh, recommended intake. So good source. And it is said to help with blood cholesterol levels. They say it can help control weight. Lemons are often promoted as a weight loss food, as there are a few theories as to why this is. Some say it has that pectin fiber um, that uh, makes people just feel really satisfied. Um, And yeah. And then, of course, there's like all those, you know, kind of toxicity weight loss trends where it's like, just eat like cayenne pepper and honey and like, you'll die. I don't know. Um, It says you can prevent kidney stones with uh, the citric acid, so pretty cool. It can help against anemia because of the iron content. It says to help reduce cancer risk. uh, A a diet rich in fruits and vegetables can help prevent some cancers. I would guess because of the um, antioxidants in a lot of the fruits and yeah, citrus fruits, uh, have a different compound, uh, lemonine, which is said to have anti-cancer properties. So, uh, it all it is also said to help improve digestive health. So yeah, it's healthy. And like we talked about on Tuesday, you can put it on like anything, you know, All right, so we actually don't have a headline for today. Uh, We will tomorrow, but we're doing a little skip today. Uh, So we're actually going to go right on in and uh, throw this over to our moon correspondent.
2: Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, April 20th. The new moon eclipses in the fireball of Aries today. Here, the moon squares Pluto. New moon eclipses are like supercharged new moons. They carry with them the power of a new moon, but amplified. This is the first of several new moon eclipses on the Aries-Libra axis, as the lunar nodes are shifting into those signs. Eclipses bring dramatic changes to those parts of your natal chart. The Taurus-Scorpio eclipses are closing out their time this year, with the last Taurus eclipse coming in a couple of weeks, and the last Scorpio eclipse happening later this year. You may have noticed that some cycles in your life are starting to come to a close, and some new cycles are beginning, particularly if you happen to have any of your big three in Taurus or Scorpio. Sometimes these ends feel natural, and sometimes they feel like a deep-seated loss. Either way, our lives are made of cycles, and this one is now almost done. Take some time today to reflect on the things that are coming to a close and make room for the new things that will be coming into your life. Your daily moon mantra is, embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have a title until much later. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
3: Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkus, the Glam Witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. All right,
1: so one of our listeners, Casey, really wanted us to touch on honey, which, oh. You can see why, right? Honey is one of like the foods of the gods and it is so steeped in like every genre of existence in life, like mythology and uh, like life um, magic, like honey's used in so much magic. And I can see why she wanted us to talk about it. So we're going to dig in today so first off, let's touch a little bit about honey and its mythology. So this comes to us from TerraGreca.be. So in Greek mythology, bees were supposed to be the messenger of the gods and honey be a source of wisdom and poetry. Honey was rumored to provide unbelievable powers. Therefore, in the Iliad and the Odyssey of Homer, it was mentioned that the gods of Olympus lived off honey and honey wine. In uh, the Greek word nectar means victor over death, and ambrosia stands for immortality, uh, which is said because honey was the nectar and honey wine was the ambrosia. Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of beauty, used honey and beeswax in her beauty masks. In ancient Greece, the theory of apiculture was studied for the first time, revealing the medical importance of honey. Moreover, in 600 BC, a fully developed and legally regulated beekeeping arose in Greece. And famous ancient doctors used honey as a cure for various diseases and ailments. Even um, uh, Hippocrates... Prescribed honey for fever, injuries, and wound treatments. Honey was, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, just think about the uh, way honey is produced. All these steps of like intuitive nature have to occur. So, the most famous and influential Greek philosopher, Aristotle, who was Plato's pupil, even wrote in his first book on, uh, wrote his first book on beekeeping and at the olympic games in ancient greece honey was used as a natural doping so the athletes drank honey water in order to regain their strength honey was also appreciated as a means of beauty uh and um and beauty masks as we saw was lured by aphrodite so just really it's just cool. So I actually kind of forgot we were talking about honey today and I am attempting to get into sourdough starter again. I know how 2020 of me, but um, I just have this fantasy of making amazing loaves of like focaccia and like sourdough and just gifting it to my friends and just being this goddess of bread. Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask to be a goddess of bread? That's all I want. So... I'm attempting sourdough starter again. And today is like my day one. Eh. And what's interesting about how starter works is that you're putting flour and water together. And it's meant to kind of collect the yeast in the air and the flour, the natural proteins and cultivate it into essentially like a tangy bacteria that is a natural yeast. So it's just yeast, but like, OG yeast, right? Um, and I saw a great tip on TikTok about adding 10 grams of honey to your sourdough starter. And I really liked this idea because um wait, your starter just naturally collects from the air around you. And as romantic as that is, and it's cute that it's gonna pick up on like the Nola energy. Um, I still live in a city with a lot of like pollution and all of that, so the I don't know. I I really wanted to give it something else, and when you add honey to your starter, I'm deducing uh, because honey has natural yeast in it. It's almost like you're kind of substituting, not fully because you're still getting yeast from your air, but it's almost like you're giving it a little jumpstart of yeast from wherever the honey was produced. So I just happen to really enjoy fancy honey. I really like to buy this French brand of honey um, that is made in uh, Provence. So they have honey that is collected from rosemary flowers and lavender flowers. And I had this honey that I hadn't opened yet, brand new, and it was honey produced from all the flowers of Provence. And so I put 10 grams of provence honey in my starter and i just think it's a cute idea that i could possibly have that i could have like possibly be have imported like this energy from france to put into my starter so uh you can do so much with honey and it's 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 life right and so i don't know hopefully when i am a goddess of bread and i make my amazing loaves Having this kind of New Orleans yeast paired with this Provence yeast could be like just a really neat thing is all I'm saying. So what else can we do with honey, right? This comes to us from wanderlust.com, honey, the nectar of the gods. So you can find honey everywhere because honey is produced by bees. It's commonly found throughout the world and produced virtually in every state of the country. However, there are special types of honey that are only produced in specific spots. So, throat feeling scratchy, add a bit of this sweet stuff in your morning tea. Honey is commonly used as a cough suppressant. And just two teaspoons can do the trick in aiding in a pesky hat. So, feel free to try this at night. There's the serotonin in honey makes it a solid choice for a midnight craving. And while we love putting this stuff into our bodies, you can also use it topically, like we discussed before. Honey can be used to help te- treat dandruff and can serve as an antibacterial for wounds and burns, and you can even add it to homemade face masks, as those anti-inflammation anti-inflam- uh, properties can help ease redness along with breakouts. So you can add honey to your tea, foods. Um, The bee that produces the honey is considered a power animal and is uh, integral to many parts of shaman, uh, shaman traditions. So it symbolizes fertility and community and prosperity and diligence and work ethic. And some cultures view bees as messengers of the gods, like we discussed the Greeks. So their honey was also compared or considered the nectar of the gods, thus elevating bees to a status of royalty. Throughout the Bible, in the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim traditions, honey is frequently cited as a holy substance, which I think is neat. So honey's history is extensive. A 8000-year-old cave painting in Valencia, Spain depicts humans hunting for honey. So while honey's oldest remains have been found in a tomb of the country of Georgia, dating back about 4700 to 5500 years ago. Other cultures and countries have coveted this sweet elixir. Honey was used as a traditional medicine where it was thought to be effective at treating imbalances in the body. And in pre-ancient Egyptian times, it was used to treat wounds, sweeten cakes and biscuits, and even embalm the dead, which makes sense. Um I always joke that way, so when somebody uh preserves anything in honey, I I'll joke and say, Oh, so you Jurassic Parked it because it is a preserver, right? We've seen it. Uh the prophet Muhammad glorified the healing powers of honey and in the Quran, praise its healing ability. With all that history, it's no wonder the sticky sweetener still paves its way into a variety of recipes and natural remedies. So now magically, right? So honey is definitely used in magic. Uh, Let's see. This comes to us from jinncampusauthor.com. So honey's magical. We don't even, I don't even have to explain why. Like everything we've touched on, like, oh gosh, right? And we see honey used in magic. We we put it in spell jars and we use it to kind of still things, to slow things down. It kind of re- uh, reminds me in Practical Magic where the ants said that they, the spell they did on Sally, that they had to bind it with molasses. Um, it's, I just think it, it's a really strong substance. And we also see it, uh, if you've ever read any books on like the fae, people tend to offer honey cakes to the fae. So according to JenCampusAuthor.com, a simple internet search will not answer the question as to why we offer honey to the fae. There is a strong correlation between fairies and honey, and has been since people started writing down folk traditions. So there are honey recipes galore that crop up during Beltane, including one for honey cakes. Uh, Jen writes, I came up with my own belief based on my own relationship and understanding of the fae, the other world, and their messengers in this world, the bees. In researching the topic, it is impossible not to touch upon the central importance of bees in many cultures, which we already talked about. So I I guess what we can say, because like we said before, like bees are considered like the messengers of the gods, and fae are considered these like elementals that move across dimensions. It would make sense that bees could maybe communicate with the fae. So, in many European cultures, people have seen bees as liminal creatures who connect with the earth and divine. Exactly, due to their life giving presence, many people from cultures believe bees can be messengers. Um, so I guess, uh, the idea that the fae would like the bees because the bees can kind of travel with them. Um, and so the honey makes sense. Also, the fae are just known to like really sweet things. So it just makes sense all around, I think. All right, witches. So that's all I've got for you today. Um, we are wrapping up this episode of the witch daily show. I want to give a shout out to listener Midnight Lightning, Midnight, you transcendent, charming oracle, Georgianne Schultz, Georgianne, you fancy, cunning spider queen, Emmy Jean, Emmy, you dapper, opulent seer, and April Reinhardt, April, you kind, glorious gnome. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. We do have some housekeeping. Uh, There is a sale on sipaspell.com for 30% off tea. There's a code at the top of the website. Go check it out. Uh, I'm hoping to just clear out what I have before we do a restock and uh, bring in a new tea for spring. And uh, Witchway Magazine is also having a sale off their printed issues. The beautiful, full-color, glossy, printed witch magazines uh, perfect for your coffee table. Uh, 30% off as well. Automatically added. Go check that out. But we do have a card pull before we leave today. Our card is the Ten of Steaks from the Buffy Tarot. The Ten of Steaks finds you feeling like you've stumbled into a pack of teenagers turned hyenas. Snarling, growling, infighting. It's even worse than dodgeball. Your job is to avoid getting pulled into the fray. How can you stop and listen to what everyone is saying? How can you learn from differing opinions? This card encourages you to seek value in conflict, to uplift the underrepresented, and rise above the pack. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any decks, books, headlines, sources, anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful
0: day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.
4: I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, I would be forced to give the state a reason why, well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym with tears in their eyes thanking me for my bravery but the word brave didn't sit right with me why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through and then i realized it is considered brave because as women we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth i am so sad that we have to sit here in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements. Because the why doesn't matter, it should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Bertie and Cricket. My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.